Hello and welcome to Cinedrunk, the podcast where we're drunk on cinema and alcohol. Brought to you by Cinemunch.com. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, joined by Nathan. Hey. And Elizabeth. Hello. So we are here to bring you our reactions to the Oscar nominations, which came out this morning. It's a very exciting day for us all. Christmas morning it was. Christmas morning. Uh, Nathan, do you want to describe what we're drinking while we mull over the nominations? Yeah, well, much like the nominations are announced in a fast and furious flurry, (laughs) flurious, um, we kind of just chose our drinks in a fast and loose sort of way. So... Some of us are drinking tea, <laughs> which may or may not be spiked. I mm-hmm. can't say for sure. Um, peppermint tea. Um, Cheers. I, for one, am drinking a mixture of um, apple brandy, uh, orange liqueur, and some other bitter after-dinner drink. Huh. Nice. It's it's good. Yeah, fancy. Yeah. It's a real hodgepodge. Yeah. It fits. It fits the real hodgepodge that is the Oscar nominations. Oh, see what I did there. That was a glorious segue. Um, so I think we're gonna start by talking about dot 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 surprises. Woohoo! Things that surprised in a good morning. way or bad way. Doesn't really matter. Just things that were unexpected. Well, Ridley Scott. Right. That would seem for director huge. For the Martian is. Large and in charge in terms of snubs this morning. But and The Martian also didn't get in for film editing, which was also, I was going to say, even more surprising. But no, I had Ridley Scott in my number one position. Right. For, and I guess, like, looking back, I mean, you could say, in hindsight, for really anything and justify it. But I guess it was more of, like, the Oscar blogger narrative that, like, Ridley Scott is due. And yeah. The Martian maybe wasn't anything that the director's branch was going to go for in the first place. Yeah, although they did nominate him for the DGA. Right, which is always more indicative of best picture support. True. Just given the, like, thousands and thousands of DGA members. So is it Matt Damon that is, like, the curse? Because Ben Affleck got famously (laughs) snubbed. I like this narrative. I don't know if it's true, but we should... Push it you forward. Know how closely that. aligned those two are, and then you know, Ridley <laughs> Scott directs him, and and no nomination. But Matt Damon did get in. Can't help you, Ridley. Mm. That's what's surprising to me. Well, it's also funny because I feel like now that opens up the best director race a lot because Ridley oh, yeah. Scott was just totally the presumed front runner. I mean, we'll get in more later as we get closer to Oscars and see how some other things shake out as far as predicting. But now it feels much harder. To predict that category. Agreed. And it also, essentially, I mean, missing that and editing knocks out The Martian for oh, winning for the best, best picture. picture. Which I kind of feel like it had already... Right, I agree. ...didn't have a chance of winning, but... You never know with the preferential ballot. Just but. true. But I think what I was even more surprised... Well, not even more. I was surprised that Ridley Scott was the director to go, and I was surprised mm-hmm. that the director he went for was Lenny Abramson, who I don't think I even listed as an alternate. I you didn't. Was... Neither did Nathan. Yeah. Oh, you did. Fancy pants. I did. But I would have thought it would have been Haynes or Spielberg or... Yeah. Yes. Some, something else. I, well, I had them in sixth and seventh and Abramson in, in eighth, but... Yeah. 
I predicted Haynes, but I also predicted Scott. Right. Right. Scott. right. So. As did we all. But it, that's it still, I like director. It's a good category. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously I would love if Todd Haynes had gotten in there for Carol, but just the fact that George Miller did get in there, that Tom McCarthy got in there for Spotlight, awesome. which I thought he would be the one to go if, if any of them were to go. Not in love with the Adam McKay nomination there, but good for him. It's I mean, fine. the one I would kick out is Alejandro Iñárritu, but I mean, the film yeah. is kind of a, an achievement in the technical Certainly. side. Certainly, yeah. Even though I don't care for it, but um, it also yeah. is just such a like Iñárritu film <laughs> that it you know it's not like at least with the Adam McKay nomination, it's like definitely exciting for him and a totally different thing than what we're. Yeah, absolutely. Used to seeing Adam so. McKay being the director of like Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step right. Brothers, right? Studio comedies like that, right? So yeah, I think that was the big surprise. Maybe um, also the support for Lenny Abrahamson or Abramson. I don't know. I feel like I've Lenny heard... A. <laughs> um, He's is a nod to American. how well he directed a child actor who they decided not to honor mm-hmm. with a nomination that was a big surprise for me um it shouldn't probably be that surprising um but i actually predicted jacob tremblay tremblay of room in best actor um i know a lot of people predicted him for best supporting actor including but him? he did not get nominated in either well probably didn't help that he was receiving votes in both categories. Right. Yeah. But that didn't matter if he were Rooney Mara or Alicia Vikander, who both, despite being the leads of their films, showed 100%. up in supporting actress. <laughs> which most people were predicting it that way, and that's how they were campaigned, and Oscar voters, I guess, are just lazy. Yeah. Just followed like sheep. Well, I feel like, you know, speaking of best actor, look no for- no further than a lazy category. Where they nominate Eddie Redmayne for what? <laughs> for why? It's you know fine. what I mean? Yeah, but there are like so many mm. other. There were. There just there were was other choices, just none that people wanted to go for. Definite lack of passion in that category, which is why you're. Which Nathan is why I, Jacob Tromley predicted exactly was why I predicted that. A good, good bet didn't pan out. Or Michael B. Jordan would have been a good alternative. Like there are definitely sure. some people I would give the old boot in that category. Like, basically, all of everyone but Fassbender and Damon. But that's neither here nor there. Fair enough. Uh, I was a surprise for you? Was also a little surprised. I mean, it was not outside the realm of possibility, but I feel like when Matt and I were talking about predicting supporting actor, because that race has been so wide open. Oh, yeah. Um, we were like, there are like 11 that I could conceive getting in, and I feel Easily. like Tom Hardy was number 12. <laughs> I don't oh, think he, he was, was part my number 11. But he still, like he, I, the Tom Hardy, I was a little bit surprised by. I was too. Um, but clearly, they just went all out for the Revenant. And, I mean, twelve nominations is insane. Yeah, way more than I would have expected. Which also bums me out because this year was such a strong year for films about women with women, and they even did a. Pr- I was surprised. I really thought. That I'm well, I knew that Room, Brooklyn, and Carol couldn't all get in. I think I was the least optimistic. Oh no, I did. I put Carol, and Carol didn't get it for picture. For picture, yeah, for that's best picture. Bad surprise. I mean, Mad Max is 
the perfect Oscar. I mean, not because it's like an action film and it's a sequel and stuff, but in some ways it's the perfect Best Picture nomination middle ground for me because it's still like a very like masculine style of a film, but it's of course about women. Yeah. It's just sneaky about women. It is. Um, so that makes me happy that there are, are three films that actually like prominently are, feature a protagonist who is a woman, but it just figures that then the one that they seem to have gone crazy for is the most masculine. Right. <laughs> I really think that just they all just like have tiny dicks and they're like, yes, <laughs> let's compensate for it. This Aww. makes me feel like a man. That's too know. bad. Yeah. But I was surprised Tom Hardy got in. As was I. Yeah. And happy with I, the other four that got in, mm-hmm. actually. This, well, not so much Christian Bale, I guess, but I did predict that he would get in and that Mark Ruffalo would get in just because if those films are going to be the like best picture possible front runners that they are, they probably needed acting nominations to go with them. Yep. Very true. Uh, speaking of Mad Max sneak, sneaking around, um, <laughs> the, it did get a nomination for costume design, didn't it? And it production did. design. Yeah, which I think I find surprising Me in too. the best way. Right. It's Actually, delightful. Highly deserved. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was just reading the statistic that Mad Max is only the fourth film ever to be nominated in all seven technical categories. I was reading wow. that too, but I didn't understand really what they mean by technical categories, because then, does that mean... Well, I think they're leaving, I, of the tw- main 24. Right, but then, like, is score not a technical achievement? I or don't think makeup? so. It got nominated for makeup. Right, but they didn't count that as one of the oh. seven that it got. I, mean, I don't It was know. just weird. I saw that too. Either way, it was like, it basically got, except for score... Which is too bad, because that score is fucking awesome. I wish it would have been nominated for score. I think it got in all the same tech categories as The Revenant, though, didn't it? Uh, no, because The Revenant didn't get... something? Makeup? No, they're both in makeup, both in production design, costume. They were both out of score, which Revenant wasn't eligible for. Both sound categories, visual effects, then editing, and cinematography. cinematography. No, they're all in for all of those. So I don't, I don't know so what that's about. about. But still, either way, really pleased that Mad Max got basically. I mean, pretty much everywhere it could get, get in. Yeah. yeah. Which same with the Revenant, unfortunately, but. <laughs> which is a bummer. Uh, so why don't we move on? Because there weren't that many ultimately surprises as wide open as the year was. Should we move on to things that disappointed us? Well, I think. I already touched on this a little bit, but Jacob Tremblay mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. Left out. It's just, it's upsetting because Room did had such a good morning. Mm-hmm. Right. The nominations. And he is the movie. Yes. Yep. It would not work without his performance. This is true. And uh, and clearly they liked the movie. You know, yeah. there are certain child performances that I think people, voter, you know, voters buy into a little too much. But this is not one of them. For me, mm-hmm. this is an honest, authentic performance. You know, from someone his age, but 
but worth celebrating. Yeah, I, so. I agree. That was upsetting. And and because I just didn't see the category. And again, I was thinking of best actor because that's what he is, True. is the lead. Right. Um, one of two leads. Uh, I didn't think the category was that impressive. So It's not certainly the weakest of the four acting categories, I'd say. That is, yeah. The only other thing I would say, since I'm already talking, um, Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah. Not getting nominated, but I'm not as surprised. I know we're moving right. away she was from a long surprise shot. anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I guess because I'm not as surprised about that, I'm not as upset because I had already prepared myself. Right. Me too. Right. But it would have been a delightful. It would have been the Laura Dern of this year. It would have been. <laughs> I'm just disappointed, and I, I do love her, but I'm just disappointed that Jennifer Lawrence got one of those spots. Because again, oh, yeah. you know, in so many past years... There are always weird nominees in Best Actress because it's like, we can't scrounge up any movies that starred women in leading roles. Right. <laughs> but this year, there were so many. There was such a, a, you know, beyond Lily Tomlin, you had all these other, you could have done um, Blythe Danner and I'll See You in My Dreams. You could have done, you know. Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron and Mad Max. Theron, yeah. There are other things. There right? are other things, but... Jennifer Lawrence was just such a lazy one that it was like as soon as she was gonna be in a David O. Russell movie, right? Her nomination was secure. Especially when the movie got in nowhere else, all her other nominations have right. come for Best Picture nominees. Right. And I this, mean, at this least, one was literally nominated for nothing else. Right. At least you can say. I mean, literally the second the Revenant trailer came out, Leonardo DiCaprio had his nomination. And I guess even though I did not like the Revenant, and it irritates me that it had the most nominations and what that could mean about the actual outcomes of the Oscars is like giving me the sads. Mm -hmm. But still, at least you can say, but at least the Oscar voters seem to respond a lot to the movie. Not just, So at least his nomination doesn't feel totally lazy. Right, yeah. Hers is like a default yeah. filter. We love Jennifer Lawrence, and I love Jennifer Lawrence too, but I really disliked the movie, and I don't think her performance was nomination worthy, especially in a year of such great... Performances, and which in is the year that then you could have kicked out either Rooney or Elisa, Alicia from and put them in the category, category fraud and put be. them in the category they should be in and open up supporting actress to Joan Allen or Julie Walters or you know Elizabeth the, Banks, Elizabeth Banks, yeah. like the continuing list of it was also a great year for supporting actresses, right? Exactly, who are actually supporting, right? Well, I have a lot more rarity but I have a lot more that I'm happy about me too this actually year. Um, but the three big disappointments for me one would be Carol not making it in for of picture especially because I was quite confident that it was in especially under this voting system I felt like there was enough passion there that it would get the number one votes needed to secure especially after it got picture director and other major nominations from BAFTA mm -hmm. and there's a big crossover in the membership there so that was a huge disappointment and as I was just if you were I don't know if it's the same in all markets across the US or wherever you're listening from mom um, <laughs> but uh, I was watching ABC do the announcements and before the nominations there was an ad for Carol in between the two nomination announcements there was an ad for Carol right after they were all announced there was an ad for Carol so it was just like rubbing it in my face that this fantastic film probably was in ninth place like it probably just missed out yeah and with its six nominations it becomes now in this new era of more than five best picture nominees the most nominated film without a, 
Best Picture nominee. Right. Which is too bad. My other disappointment... Oh, was Jennifer Lawrence making it in. Right. Which we've discussed. And uh, my third disappointment, um, especially because I predicted both of these things to happen was Crimson Peak missing for costume and production design. I know, which I'm devastated about. That movie was just Gorgeous. a visual treat. It really wasn't. It seemed like something they would go for, too. I mean, those yeah. are categories that have won, been won by, like, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. Like, <laughs> I they go for Wonderland. Right. They go for things like that. And this yeah. was, you know, much more refined. I don't know if there's anything from those two categories that I would kick out. I mean, probably the Revenant production design, but still... It was disappointing that it, it didn't get in for either. And they had Guillermo del Toro announcing some of the nominations. Right. So I was like, oh, maybe that's a good sign. But nope. I actually really don't get the production design for The Revenant. Because so much of it is just nature. Yes and no. Because it's, it's also they ended the up constructing and building a lot of that nature. I understand. But... And the set decoration is part of the... Pro- like, it's not just sets. Yeah. I, no, I know, I know. No, I know, I know. I know. But I still, the mean... fact that it literally got in basically every category it could... But yeah, does not both except well. for something like costumes. For the I think Native American woman. <laughs> something uh. like something like costumes. I think um, the Revenant deserves a nomination. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also wasn't predicting or, it, but yes, you know, I can see that. Not necessarily over other things, but it, I'm not angry that it got nominated. Right. I was a little surprised that um, Straight Outta Compton didn't make it into Best Picture. Only, I know you weren't, only because it got some of the precursors. I do think it's really hilarious, though, that (laughs) basically one of two narrative films with black protagonists that had any sort of buzz or hope to get in anywhere, Mm -hmm. that the one that did get in got, well, two, right? Creed? They nominated the like Sylvester Stallone, this, the lone the white, white man, man. <laughs> the most probably, like, and then for Straight Outta Compton they nominated it for screenplay, and it was written by four white dudes. Yeah, which is kind and of a female, hilarious. But yeah, four white writers. Four white writers. Which I mean, to be fair, too, when voters, even in the writers' branch, are filling out their ballots, it's no, they don't just, see who they don't it's even written see the by. Name. Like yeah. even I think directing, it's just the film title, so it's clearly whatever film they like. Right. But um, still, that is. Yeah. An unfortunate reality. And then Idris Elba also didn't make it in, and I thought he would. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think that would happen based on the Netflix of it all. Even though the two right. Netflix documentaries both got in for documentary feature. Right. I just, well, and I SAG and BAFTA really liked Beast of No- I mean, well, they at least liked him at right. BAFTA, and then SAG loved Beast of No Nation. So That's true. I thought that he would get in. But it's funny, because I like definitely see the fresh... It's, frustration of another year of Oscar so white mm-hmm. but at the same time like I was reading so I was reading the nominations right on my on my phone on the subway and so I did what I usually avoid doing which is reading the comment sections but it was just yeah. because I had no service and I was like bored so I just kept reading and then I had to stop because of course then people posted horrible stuff but it was funny because in the article which was on variety you know they were writing about the fact that there were like no nominations for people of color. Benicio Del Toro didn't get it either. Like, basically, Alejandro Iñárritu is, like, the lone person of color. Right. Repping in at least the big, like, the, the prominent major, nom- major yeah. categories. And anyways, and one of the comments was, like, maybe Variety and the Hollywood Report and stuff like that could start promoting 
pictures starring people of color. And I just love that they were calling, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. all these yeah. publications call out, like, oh, they're not nominating. And it's like, well, but y- you determine the narrative. Like... A little bit. That's giving them a little bit too much credit. But but they definitely they're contribute partici- to it. They're participants Certainly. in the narrative. Right. They're contributing to it, and they don't go out of their way to look for pictures. And then it also is just a, a snapshot of the fact that the industry in general doesn't support stories about right because it's all people of color, white men at the top who are thinking, right. oh no, movies about anything other than what I can relate to. Don't make money, right? Or I don't want to see that, or fund that. Despite the fact that or both Creed that. and Straight Out of Compton right. disproved that, right? We have this, this conversation year. every year with like right. women, bridesmaids. And... What women can be funny for like the hundredth <laughs> time? Like, yeah. As Kate Blanchett, the world is round people, right. as she said. Anyways, I just think it's sort of funny because it's like, well, but it's really more of an industry problem than an Oscar problem. Yeah. On the upside, there was an uptick in women nominees and. I think some of the like the writing categories and things like that, and I was adapted screenplay. Well, I guess yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll, so we'll get into our, our happier ones. Yeah, maybe gonna... that's now it's the time. Yeah, Great. I think yeah. I'm done. I just wanted to mention that because I know that that's a big part of the reaction to them today. Certainly, absolutely. Which I share the frustration, but again, only to say it's not an Oscar problem; it's an industry problem. And I even saw like another tweet that was like, "Of course, the two that people were like." Maybe are in contention is one about rappers and one about boxers. Yeah, and then beast of donation. And one, one about, about, like, one like about Afri- right, like, child soldiers yeah, in Africa. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> whereas someone, and then it's like, well, like the Martian could have been Will Smith. Like it could have been, I mean, I love, I really liked Matt Damon in that movie and I'm happy he got the nomination, yeah. but it's like, there's nothing about that character that Absolutely. it had to have been played by a white guy. It also, was the lead, um, Elizabeth. <laughs> I which, again, is why I, part of the reason I love Star Wars, which will lead me, I'm going to go ahead and start with one of my favorite things, mm-hmm. which is that Star Wars got nominated for editing, at which point I discovered it's nominated for, for two, two women. Females. It was yeah. two women who, nominated, yeah. who uh, edited Star Wars Force Awakens, which makes me now love it even more and mad max was edited by george miller's wife yes who is also, also. on my list yeah really yeah so they got his and hers nominations. two of the five editing nominations went to women mm-hmm. which is exciting because that is very much a boys category a lot of the time yeah i mean last year we, and we discussed that boyhood editor was right a woman so hopefully that's a sign of mm-hmm. The times are a change in it. Especially considering historically a lot of editors have been women. I mean, mm-hmm. more so than other parts of the industry. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, so, certainly, like, you get Sally Menke, and right. like, there are certainly, right. more, there's more precedent in that category. Now, fingers crossed that next year a woman can break into cinematography. That would be amazing. That boys club. Yeah. Yeah, adapted screenplay. Yes. That was exciting. Ugh. Just Especially. seeing one after the other of all the ones that I wanted. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think predicted. I don't right. even know what I predicted. None of us but... did because I figured the three with female protagonists, Brooklyn, Room, and Carol, or co-female protagonists, yeah. would cancel each other out. Especially after last year with adapted screenplay being probably the shittiest category there was. Yeah. When you had both Gone Girl and Wild miss out. Yeah. So to see Room, Carol, and uh, Brooklyn all get in. Yeah. It was shocking that Steve Jobs didn't get in. But actually, I'm really glad that Drew Goddard got in for The Martian. Me too. I mean, if I, I of the ones that were in contention, I'm 
happy with those five being the nominees. So and I'm happy with the big close short. to not mm-hmm. predicting Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs oh, for that category, and then I was like, uh, Aaron Sorkin. Right. Which Quentin Tarantino also didn't get in. I was just gonna move. It. That's another happy thing. The original <laughs> screenplay is just about right too. I haven't seen Straight Outta Compton yet, but Ex Machina got in. I'm and so happy about that. Quentin one. did not get in, and he didn't deserve to get in, in my opinion. So that's amazing. And Meg Lafave, I don't know if I'm saying her name right, is a writer on Inside Out, and I think she was the original story creator, and then she worked with the like the other people who are nominated. It's for nice. Or no, it says original story by Pete Doctor. Okay, either way, she was like, I think she right wrote the bulk of it. Nice. Well, speaking of Pete Doctor, I mean, Tom McCarthy is going to win probably original screenplay for Spotlight, and his previous nomination was for co-writing Up with that, that same batch of Pixar folks. There and now he's competing against them for Inside Out. Oh, it's a real... Just full of trivia. Barn burner. <laughs> I was, I mean, I know we should be happy for things that got in, but I'm also happy for things that didn't get in. I think like, that's fair to share too. Right. Like Helen Mirren. Yes. Yeah. For Trumbo, which Stay I was predicting just. In the UK. <laughs> <laughs> I like her, but. Oh, I man. love her. No, but no, no. Not this year. <laughs> no. Not at all. Um, I was, I really like the cinematography category. Me too. I mean, hopefully, whatever, but the cinematography was pretty great for that movie. And I'm so glad. So. Carol, like Ed Lockman got oh, yeah, for it's Carol. Fantastic. John Steele for Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. The Revenant, which I've already mentioned. I really just wanted to hear the score and then watch the Shivo's yeah. beautiful cinematography because I didn't care what was happening <laughs> in the story most of the time, but it looked terrific. Agreed. And then I'm really happy that Roger Deakins got in for Sicario. Oh, for sure. Who can probably lose for the 13th time. <laughs> Still winless, is Roger Deakins. He, oh, he's, he's never won, though. No. <laughs> Alas. Um, I was very... Possibly my most happy surprise was Sicario getting in for score. Me too! Yeah, like, Me that too. score was amazing. And so, so... I mean, I guess the... They awarded, like, the social network and Trent Reznor and Atticus Rott. But, like, right. it seems so atypical, especially this is a score by Johan Johansson, which that name always cracks me up, um, who was first nominated last year for The Theory of Everything, which is such, like, a light, ethereal, beautiful score. Yeah. And then Sicario is, like, intense as fuck. I was listening to it before I came over here, actually. I just yeah. w- was listening to, like, snippets of the scores that got nominated, and that was, like like scared <laughs> oh it's so intense and it adds so much to the the movie and the fact that that got in over like Displot's over the top score for the danish girl yeah great and i'm happy with that i actually really like that category too i mean the bridge of spies yeah. meh. but first off thank god i'm also almost as excited about the sicario as i am about the carter burwell because Carol, yeah. I can't believe that he doesn't have a nomination. It's his first. Of his many, many scores. I think one of my favorite film scores of all time is Fargo. And I can't believe oh. that he right. did he not does, get like, nominated. Most of the Coen Brothers stuff. Yeah. Which they usually like Coen Brothers. Fargo, stuff. that's iconic. Yes. At, I mean, yes. You think of the score when you think of that movie. Yes. Um, sure. Wow. So I'm delighted that he finally got nominated. So I love that nominee. And also the Carol score is so beautiful. Oh, gorgeous. I wish that had more of a chance to win. But it's gorgeous and not not the like Johan Johansson theory of everything from last year. Like 
It's it like personality. mildly discordant mm-hmm. and sad. It's just really a great score. I really like the Hateful Eight score. I oh, think yeah. my two favorite things about that, like, I was the most excited I was in the movie is when it's just the opening shot of the snow and you hear yes. that amazing score. And I yeah. was like, here, here. I was actually excited for a moment about sitting through almost a three hour movie. <laughs> and then they started talking for two hours in a stagecoach. Yeah, <laughs> roughly. <yes>. Roughly. <laughs> and my excitement waned. Um, and I'm, I'm really happy that the Star Wars Force Awakens got in there. I liked the new oh, parts sure. of the score. Yeah, yeah. I liked the new themes. And I mean... John Williams. John Williams. 50th nomination. And I think that was still one of the most like magical experiences I've had in the theater this year. And I don't even have super nostalgia for any of them. Yeah. But just that moment when like the lights go up down, you see the in a galaxy far, far away, and then that score starts. And that was just like, oh, like chills. So good for him. You and the rest of the world. Oh, and another one of my favorites yes. musically is that Earned It got nominated from Fifty, 50 Shades, Shades of, of Grey. Yes. That song is hot. <laughs> it is good. And it's that is well the, utilized. Probably the hottest time. song that has ever been nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> Probably. Huh. I'm sure it's a small list of songs I would Basically describe that as gold hot. Finger. Goldfinger. Oh, Shirley Bassey. The hottest of them all. Oscar nominated songs to bone to. Goldfinger and earned it. And my heart will go on. That's also going to be my spin off podcast. Oscar, Oscar, no- Oscar nominated songs to bone to. Perfect. I will listen to that. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit. I mean, Lady Gaga got a nomination. Sam Smith. The Ugh. weekend, but no, for Sam Smith in that song. I know, but that song's a piece of garbage. But no, it happens. Yeah. I was really happy that Mad. I mean, we already talked about it, but that Mad Max got in so many places, including production design. Yeah, because the production design in that movie is insane. Every every single choice they made in that <laughs> movie is insanely great. Right, and the fact that you know we like stumbled and fell over ourselves out of the theater after experiencing not just seeing experiencing that movie yeah. and then now you know whatever nine months later it's actually a 10-time oscar nominee Damn. including picture and director yeah that's amazing and i actually think that miller has a chance to win it now that ridley scott isn't in there totally especially since you know so great in your two won just last year mm-hmm. And as far as, like, I mean, like, Lenny Abramson, I'm glad he got in, actually, because I think he achieves a lot directorially with Room. But it's not, like, blow you out of the water, and I don't think that's a front runner for Best Picture. Right. Like, Spotlight is very subtle work. The Big Short is a little chaotic, not in the way that, like, Mad Max is chaotic. I just really think that George Miller, he's, like, 70. Yep. I think without Ridley Scott, there's a solid chance that he could win, which makes me... (laughs) Who would think? Who would have thunk? Well, yeah, so that's... Yeah. Oh, and one oh, more. you got one more. See, yes. I told you I had a lot, yeah. and they were, like, all from the lower categories. All right. Which is that Ex Machina got in oh, for yes. visual, visual effects. effects. Yeah. That was a sh- shock. Which is a shock. It also is the only one of the visual effects, or really any of those technical ones, that has a woman nominated. Oh. Sarah Bennett. She's one of four. The other three are guys, but... She's the only woman nominated in visual effects in this for Ex Machina. And it shows you don't need a huge budget to do quality effects work. Because right. I think the budget on that was like $15 million, Yeah. Which 
I mean, wow. anything that's been nominated for visual effects in the last like couple decades is probably least, much, at like least three, 60. four times that. Yeah. yeah. And I was listening to a podcast interview with Donald Leeson, and he was saying that their budget was like, yeah, 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. And he said basically all of it went to Ava. And he said the rest of it was like a BBC production. <laughs> Here's because $20. It, basically. Oscar Isaac, movie. They were like, with the lighting, everything, they were like figuring out how they could use what was already in the hotel, like all of these things, because most of their budget went to Ava, and it's so well done and seamless. Very well used. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Overall, a pretty good year if it weren't for the whole Revenant and probable frontrunner thing. No. I'm also happy that Amy did get in for documentary. Most were predicting it, but I also could. Yeah. You never know with that that branch. Yeah. It could have been a surprise snub. It also makes me want to see the Nina Simone one even more. Which I was I just going to say I'm happy that made it in, even though I, it's not one of my favorite films of the year. I think... If it gets more people to watch it, that's a great thing. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And they will, because it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, that's the nominations for the 88th Annual Academy Awards, uh, or our reactions at least. We will have, be back with lots of things over the next month or so. We'll have our own personal top 10 list. We'll have our Oscar menu. We'll have our final Oscar predictions. We'll do a podcast for most of those things, and you will hear a a lot from us. I way, also th- if you choose to. Think am I correct in saying that there are as many best actresses with a movie in best picture as there are best actor this year? Two in each category. Two in that's each category. It. But that's surprising. awesome that there are like two of the best actress noms also are in best picture. Which <laughs> is sadly rare. <laughs> that's huge. There were none last year. One. Felicity oh, Jones. For, yeah, for yeah. theory of everything. Mm-hmm. The most forgetful. Both Nominee in both categories. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yay. Right. Though, continuing on that whole Oscar so white systemic problem, I was reading some tweet that wasn't exactly entirely right, but it was like, these are the jobs that the men in Best Actor, like the roles, are. And it was like, right. you know, an astronaut and like... <laughs> a fur trapper. Right. A fur trader and... A screenwriter. I mean, Steve Jobs and a right. screenwriter. Right. And then for Best Actors, it's like, lady... Housewife. Wife. <laughs> Inventor for Jennifer Lawrence. That's good, but yeah. I was also reading a response <laughs> to a more more Tierney's win at the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't notice it at the time because I'm sure we were talking about how much we love her. But you know how they always do the like voiceover as they're on their mm-hmm. way to the stage? And apparently the Golden Globe voiceover was like, Maura Tierney wins for playing blah blah and said her character name. Wife of blah blah. And that's how they described her character. They described her character as wife, wife. of her husband's oh, name. So. <laughs> uh, long ways to go. I long suppose. ways to go. Yeah, mostly we were pleasantly surprised, which you can't yeah. say that every Oscar day. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed and you have your own personal favorites and go least favorites. listen to the Sicario score and then try not to have nightmares as you go to sleep. <laughs> Amen. In what the a, best way. What a good note to end on. <laughs> I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.